The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au. Good evening, everyone. It's nice to see you all come out and brave the cold. Come to sit nice and still so you don't have to move around. It's good. Um, I'd like to welcome you all to the uh, Buddha Loka Center here in Melbourne. Good to see so many people coming out uh, in person and also welcome to anybody online. Um, anybody that maybe doesn't know who I am, uh, my name is Ajahn Sadro. Um, I'm residing here at the at the Buddha Loka Center at the moment. Um, I've been a monk for a fair few years now, um, so uh, hopefully I'm somewhat qualified to actually give you some kind of meditation instructions. Um, just before we start, is there anyone that has never meditated before? No? Okay, good. Hopefully there's nobody at home that has never meditated. Um, uh, no, not really. That's okay. <laughs> um, uh, for Maybe just for anybody that's at home, um, if you do find that uh, potentially you try to meditate and uh, you might only be able to sit for five minutes or ten minutes or so, uh, the meditation we'll be doing is a little bit longer. So it's it's fine. Don't worry about it too much. Uh, just uh, try to try to sit for as long as possible. And we'll try to I'll try to help guide you through it. But if you're at home and you need a break. Um, you only do shorter meditations, and that's fine as well. Um, but then you can come back and ask some questions later. And uh, for anybody online, if you do have any questions, you can uh, more than welcome to type them into the chat. Um, and yeah, for anybody here that has any questions after after the meditation, you can you're more than welcome to ask any questions. So with that, we might get started. <clears throat> so just take a comfortable position, whether it's seated cross-legged on the floor or in a chair. The actual position doesn't matter that much. All that does really matter is that you Keep your back nice and straight. Straight but not rigid. Try to you know, relax your shoulders and relax your neck. Relax different areas around your face and your neck and your jaw. Just sit comfortably but alert. can start off by making the determination that you know for the next few minutes we're going to that you're going to put everything down and not worry about the cares of the world for the moment and all that you're concerned about right now is the concerns of the mind
any plans or thoughts about the future. You can just put them down for now. Anything that you needed to decide on, just put it aside. Anything that's been worrying you or concerning you, again, just put it aside for this period of meditation. Make the determination to use this time well and to the best of your ability. And we can just start by noticing the feeling of a body sitting here. Does it feel relaxed? Do you feel tense? Notice the different sensations throughout the body. You can scan your awareness through and notice any areas of tightness or pressure. And if you feel those areas of tightness, say in your jaw or in your forehead, in your brow, maybe your neck or your shoulders, just try to relax them now. Try to sit and be at ease. And scan your awareness through the whole sphere of the body, noticing the different sensations come and go. Feeling of the temperature on your skin, maybe cool air, maybe patches where there's more warmth under the clothes. Scan your awareness up and down the body for a while and notice these sensations, how they change and move. And you can also keep your awareness very wide and open and notice any sounds in the room. The sound of my voice, sound of any air conditioner, sounds of other people, things outside. Again, just try to see that these are merely just sounds. They come and they go. So for the next few minutes, just keep your awareness very open Notice all the sensations in the body and the sounds as they all come and go.
you remain receptive and open and aware of the sensations throughout your body and the sounds that are coming into contact with your ears. Start to also be aware of the sensations of the breath coming in and going out. Try to observe all these things simultaneously, the breath, the sensations and the sounds. Try to be very open and just see that these aspects of your experience, they arise in the same spot. They arise right here within your experience. Your breath comes and goes in a flow. Sounds pass by. The buzzing and tingling sensations throughout your body keep changing. Just try to remain open and simultaneously observe the breath, sensations and sounds.
As you remain aware of the sensations and the sounds and the feeling of your breath coming in and going out, try to keep your attention anchored to the breath and you can use that as your central anchor point, but remain open to these other aspects of your experience. You can also incorporate awareness of your visual field, even though your eyes may be closed. Even though your eyes are closed, there is still light coming through your eyelids. Try to notice that full spectrum where vision usually arises. And you might start to feel like your attention is up in your head as you place it at your eyes and as you hear the sounds. And as you feel the breath come in and go through your chest and abdomen, you might start to feel like that's down in your body, it's down below, and sensations that are in your body are down below. But just try to notice that all these phenomena, it's arising actually in the same place. It's arising right here in your field of experience. In that awake expanse of that which it is that you know Again, if you feel like your attention drifts up and down to your visual field and then down to sensations and flickers to sounds, just try to also keep centered and anchored on the breath. Then also be open and notice these different aspects of your experience and how they arise in the same place.
You might also naturally notice any thoughts that arise. They might feel like they arise somewhere in the middle of your head. Bits of language that flitter through. Images that seem to pop out of nowhere. And if we notice these things, they have no real substance. Just bits of language, images, no real core. When they disappear, they're like they're gone forever. These thoughts again arise right here in your experience in the same place as sensation and sounds. They might feel like they're temporarily located in a different place, but it's all this one sphere of your experience. Try to step back and detach from it. Notice it, just pass through.
in the last few minutes of the meditation. Just change the focus of your awareness and your state now and try to recollect recollect someone who you've known in the past who you helped or who you were kind to might be a close family member or a friend or even a stranger try to think of this person and a time that you went out of your way to do something good for them to do something of benefit for them Just remember doing that thing and the feeling that you got from it. Try to sink into this feeling of kindness, concern and care. For another person. Try to expand this goodness. Make it fill the entirety of your heart. And this feeling of kindness and concern and compassion and goodness. Try to spread that and radiate it to somebody sitting beside you. wish this person well. You wish that this person be happy. You wish that this person can be peaceful and calm. And insightful. Try to feel this feeling of kindness towards another being that you previously felt towards somebody that you helped, 
towards the person sitting next to you. And then expand this out to a few of the people sitting around you. Expand this feeling of kindness and goodwill to others. These people around you there have the same aspiration that you do. They want to find some contentment and joy and peace in their life. Try to take joy in their good aspiration, radiate kindness towards them. Now try to expand it out to everybody sitting here in the room. This feeling of radiating kindness and goodwill. Make it feel like it wells up within your heart and then expands out to everybody in the room. And realize that in some way, you being here at this place, at this time, with these people, That you're all connected in some way. You may not know how, but at least at this very instant, you share this same aspiration. You share this same aim. To radiate kindness towards everybody in the room.
now try to expand this out to anybody that you feel connected to whether they're in this room or at home or somewhere else in the city or in the state or the country or even overseas Try to bring to mind these people that you're connected to. These people that you care for. That you wish to be well. And radiate this feeling of kindness towards them. Wish them joy and peace. Wish them goodwill. Wish them success and freedom.
we all had a nice, calm, peaceful meditation. If anyone has questions, you're more than welcome to ask a question now. Neither go to the microphone or just yell it out to me and I'll repeat it for the people online. They're all still in silence and peace. <laughs> any questions on the internet, Langdon? No? Sitting in silence? Speak now or wander out into the cold? We don't want to hear me ramble after you've had a nice peaceful meditation sit. Staring into the void, staring into an abyss of no language coming up, physical speech, no text coming up, no. Someone's just commented, yes, I'm still in the state of peace and joy. Okay, good. <laughs> um, well, I'll So I guess we can, if we have no questions, you know, one thing we can uh, maybe think about, I, I was uh, in, during the guided meditation there, I was talking about spreading, you know, spreading loving kindness to those that are, are around you and thinking about those people that you're connected with and spreading loving kindness to them. And so there's those people that we know that we're connected to, our family, our friends, um, those that have influenced us in some way. Um, but you can also think, you know, those that we work with, all these kinds of things. But you can also think that there's all these people around you as well, or uh, people that have been in your life some way that you don't really actually know how they, they may have affected you in some way. Uh, how they may have contributed to uh, the the fortune that you have in your life right now, um, or some kind of suffering that you have in your life. I mean, there's there's probably plenty of nameless people in, throughout history that have contributed to your suffering in in some way as well. But you know, it's nice to think of the people that may have helped us indirectly that we don't really know about or we were not very aware of um so say so for example you can you can uh you know you all come here tonight uh you come here to the the bsv the buddha loka center um you know this uh the bsv has been around for many many years you know, 70 70 years or something like that and so all the people that have uh got together over the course of those years and have helped out and have contributed 
um, in some small way have contributed to you actually being here and you actually being able to come and you know, practice meditation and listen to the teachings and um, you know even further back than that there's there's uh, uh, in just in the sphere of uh, Buddhism there's been you know uh, people that have come to Australia uh, as either a monastic or as a lay practitioner or cultural groups of people that have come that were Buddhist and you know uh, uh, bought many of these practices and interest introduced it to people in the society and you know these people in some way have indirectly contributed to our lives in some way and um, and then you can just continue to go back throughout history and you know all these people that have um, you know, Influenced, influenced Buddhism and meditation over the course of the years, and um, all the way back to the Buddha. Uh, all these, all these individuals that have really, really actually contributed to the good fortune that you have, that you now have this uh, ability and this opportunity to practice meditation and to, you know, develop some calm and some insight and some wisdom in your mind. So. That's it's also a very nice thing to do when we're spreading loving kindness is to you know not just think of the the beings that are here now, but then also those those people that have been that have influenced us in some way and influenced us indirectly and influenced us in the past in some way, and so the reason the reason I'm saying this is because actually there's somebody who just passed away that is probably influenced you a lot and you, you didn't know about it um his name was he's he he used to be a buddhist monk um his name was kanti palo and he was very very instrumental in bringing this style of buddhism to australia he was one of the first he i think he was the first western monk to come to australia um had a very long career in the Thai forest tradition, um, helped establish many monasteries in the West. Uh, uh, I, th I think he came here and taught many, many times as well, wrote many books, really, really did a lot of, did a lot to actually spread Buddhism to the West and did a lot of translating and things like this as well. And so he, um, uh, he, he disrobed maybe, I can't remember how many years ago, it's maybe 20, 15, 20 years ago, but he was still very, very instrumental in the Buddhist community after he, he disrobed. And, um, you know, anybody in sort of Buddhist circles knew Lawrence, they knew Kantipalo and knew sort of the, 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 the great amount of goodness that he actually did. So it's uh, you know, maybe good for us tonight if we you know, think uh, think with gratitude towards Lawrence, towards Kantipalo, now that he's he's passed away, and we can you know any kind of goodness or merit that we make tonight, we can also share that with him. So maybe there's a question on there. Thank you, Ajahn. A couple of late questions came in. Uh. Now, the first question is, after sitting for a while, the back of my neck gets a bit tense and sore. Is this normal? I was, I was literally asking that. I was stretching my neck out. So, yes, it's totally normal. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, 
depends a lot on your posture throughout the day. Um, uh, if maybe you sit and you look at a computer screen a lot, you might your head might sort of droop. But just generally, uh, you're sitting and you're becoming a little bit more relaxed and things like that. It's just natural that your head's going to start to drop down. But you obviously just don't want to let it drop down. You have it drop down a little bit, it's okay. But dropping down to the point where you're like you know, chin on your chest and falling asleep, that's obviously not a good thing. Um, I've had plenty. I've had plenty of meditation sessions where that's happened, and you can it can drop forward. It can drop forward, and you sort of after a while, you don't know how long. You sort of wake up and. <laughs> do that or, or there's the you know this you can go to the side as well and that's that's worse and it's, it's sort of that once you go to the side you like your body goes off balance and you and that's when you sort of tip over in meditation so it's it's totally normal but you know you just have to try to be aware of it a little bit and try to um if you do notice that it's drooping just lift it up because it can make you a little bit drowsy thank you Arjun. and the last question is uh, namaste what is the difference between dreams and thoughts and i uh, also am interested in this a bit i think sometimes i feel when i've meditated when i'm tired mm. i might be relatively still but then i think i actually go into a dream state i don't start thinking but mm. i'm actually dreaming and then mm. i'm straight back into the meditation and mm. i'm not quite sure sometimes what i've what's happened but yeah, yeah. dreams and thoughts yeah this is this is actually like a really cool topic if you if you sort of like get right into it kind of thing like what's the difference between your waking life and your and your 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 dreaming life kind of thing you know is is the the awake existence that we're in now like a dream and what's the difference between between those two those two spheres it's 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 like really cool philosophically to play with these kind of ideas and stuff um but you know, generally, in the terms of of meditation, what they are is another. Um, they're just a your waking thoughts and states, and your dreams are just another modulation of the contents of consciousness. What when you dream something, you're actually you're what you're doing is you're perceiving some kind of you know visual scene or some kind of emotionally salient information, and it becomes perceptually very real within you know within the confines of your own confines of your own experience. And likewise, when you're in a waking state and you're just walking around thinking and you know, you're making decisions and you're seeing objects and hearing sounds and all these kinds of things, you know, this is this is, you know, it's very very similar in in many ways. So the difference, the uh, you could say maybe like uh, uh, you know, phenomenologically the qualitative difference between a dream state of perception and a waking state of perception, they're very they can have a lot of overlap and they can be very very similar. Um, but obviously dreams are more, can be more, uh, fantastical whereby, you know, there's these, you know, you know, altered states of perceptions, you know, you start to talk to an elephant or something and it seems totally normal and, um, or you, you, you know, you sort of like, you know, you know, you know, jump, jump over some buildings or something like that. It's like, that's just a totally normal thing to do where you can, you can dive under the sea and you can swim underwater and don't have to breathe. And it's, it's just totally normal. Um, 
So uh, qualitatively, there's uh, there's no real difference in your experience, but there is a sense whereby the individual is more alert and awake when one is more in 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 uh, when one is more like in in waking state, um, whereby you how would you say? It's more sort of like luminous. It's more you are more uh, alert and aware to uh, the different kinds of things. Um, maybe the experience that you're describing, where you sort of just sort of drop off and drift into just these kind of like like you know vapid, vaporous kind of thoughts. That is your your mindfulness getting weaker at that time, and you sort of just drop into that more you know like slow wave brain pattern and you sort of drop a little bit into more resting kind of sleep pattern but then you might jolt back jolt back and you might become more alert and more aware kind of thing so they they are they they can they can feel different they can feel different your waking state and your dream state they can they can have a, a like a, a different feeling state just like any experience that you have in your waking life is is feels different at every moment so yeah hopefully that hopefully that answered the question i sort of rambled and getting late getting tired so <laughs> yeah paul Yep. You know, while you're meditating, you get these flashes of people that yep. come and go. Yep. And yep. Is that true? Because one of the monks, that could be your past life flashing back and going. Mm. Is that possible? Like, there's a, yeah, there's, you know, there's a possibility that that's what it is. Um, it could be. It could be. It's, it's, it's really hard to say. Like, it's, you don't, you don't, you know, you, you obviously you don't really remember your past life, so you can't exactly say for sure. Um, one thing that is pretty obvious is, you know, one of the things we're most attracted to is people's faces. Uh, we remember people's faces actually very, very well. So there's this whole, there's this whole like massive population of faces that are in, like in the in the storehouses of your memory that you don't really that you're not really, uh, you know, actively remembering. But then this, you know, this sort of like combination of faces can just arise in, in when you're meditating because we're, we're, we're sort of hardwired to see faces in many things. So um, it, it could be one or the other. You know, you can't really tell. Again, though, if you're doing some kind of practice where you're, um, say, for example, trying to stay with your breath, or you're trying to practice loving kindness, or you're trying to you're trying to you know be you know mindful and aware and just let things come and go. Um, it's you know what you probably try to do at that at that stage is just realize that some sort of image has, ar has arisen in the mind, flashes there, drops away. That's that's you know all there really is to it. Um, what you can do if if it's something that's maybe playing on your mind a bit, it's like oh maybe this is, you know, yeah, it could be some like 
karmic karmic debtor from the past coming to get you know sort of retribution and annoy me and you know <laughs> poke at me or whatever uh you can you know at the end of the meditation like we did tonight you can you know uh spread loving kindness to any of those beings of any beings that have, have i've um got some karmic connection with i've that may have come from the past, uh, you know, may you share in the merit and, you know, yeah, then, then, you know, hopefully, hopefully they'll leave you alone. So, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Ajahn, I, knew, I, I know I said that one was the last question, but That's there's fine. one uh, I'd just like to finish with uh, because of the question. Mm. Because of trauma, I have tightness all through my body. Mm. I have meditated for years mm. and it has never been painless and enjoyable. Mm. Am I hopeless? No, 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 no. It, it's, um, it's, you know, it's... In some aspect, you know, there, there is suffering in every, in every aspect of our life. It's something that none of us can actually ever get away from. It's something that that is ever present within each of us at all times. And you know, this is and but we, we all just have varying degrees of suffering. Some are obviously a lot worse than others, and it sounds like you know, it sounds like the um, the person online that asked the question sounds like it's um, it's it's more more prevalent and more salient, more and more extreme for them. But it doesn't mean that you're hopeless. Is because you know everybody that does have some kind of suffering. The Buddha said there is a way out of that suffering. There is a way to overcome it, but we do need to, you know, have patience. We need to have, um, you know, we need to have, uh, we need to have patience to continue practicing, even though it does, uh, even though things can be hard, even though things can be traumatic, even though things can be a lot of suffering. You know, we all have to. We all have some kind of cross. To bear, to use a, a mixed analogy, but <laughs> yeah, we all have we all have some some kind of suffering in our lives, um, and just some more and some less. Um, but that doesn't mean any of us are actually hopeless. Um, if the you know if we were hopeless, then you know the Buddha wouldn't taught that there is suffering there, uh, and that there is a way out of suffering. So it's you know it's something uh, uh, if you're if you're practicing in this way and potentially there there is still uh, d d different aspects of trauma or pain or something like that coming up um, and but you've been doing the same kind of meditation for many many years uh, you can you can maybe try some different kinds of meditation as well maybe um, I'm, obviously I'm just I'm just I'm guessing here like maybe the Maybe the person's, um, you know, doing something like breath meditation, and still a lot coming up, kind of thing. You can try different, different techniques, different methods of meditation. Try to find what works. Try to find what, um, uh, uh, in some way, sort of alleviates that suffering in some way. But, but 
yeah, it's you know you're definitely not hopeless. You definitely just you know yeah, uh, keep practicing, keep practicing, and you know what's I, I guess the other thing is as well is like what's the alternative? Just to not do it and continue to suffer. You know you can do that, but it's not going to get better. It's not going to get better at all if you don't try to, if you don't actively try to actually do something about it. Then it's just, you know, it's not like that that thing is going to go away. It's going to remain with you and it's, it's potentially going to get worse and it's going to grow more and more. So you can give into it and, uh, but it'll just become worse. So it's much better to, you know, continue to try to work with it and continue to to practice and continue to try to 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 go beyond suffering and just to know that you know that there is you know there is a place beyond suffering within your own mind if you can if you can practice well enough and actually see that thing so yeah not hopeless so And with that, that might be might be enough for tonight. Thank you all for for coming. So we'll uh, we'll just end by paying respects to the Buddha Dhamma Sangha, bowing three times if you like.